the unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect truth is seldom met with, even in a hundred thousand myriad kalpas. Now we can see and hear it, we can remember and accept it. I vow to make the Buddha's truth one with myself. Homage to the Buddha, homage to the Dharma, homage to the Sangha. So it's day six. Hope everybody's hanging in there okay. Today I'm going to talk about the four means of embracing others. Okay, this comes from the Anguttara Nikaya, the numerical discourses of the Buddha. And sometimes it's also when I've seen it entitled the four means of attraction and support. Uh, the translation that I'm going to be using is from um, Bhikkhu Bodhi's book, um, The Buddha's Teaching on Social and Communal Harmony. And I'm going to start by quoting from him a bit here. He says, These were initially prescribed as methods by which an, individ an individual could build a network of friendships, but they can also be utilized to create and maintain harmonious relationships with a larger group. This particular set, strangely, is mentioned only on a few occasions in the scriptures of early Buddhism. Um, they receive much more attention in the, in the Mahayana sutras and treases, where they are listed as one of the chief means that a bodhisattva employs to attract others and transform them in a positive way. Uh, I can only think that he means by, uh, when he says strangely there, that, that he, you know, he thinks they're really good teaching and wondered why they weren't, don't show up more often. Uh, and probably you, you can tell already, but um, these uh, four means of embracing others are in fact, great master Dogen's uh, fundamental teaching about the four wisdoms. And we see that in Reverend Master Yu's translation of the Shishogi and Reverend Master Hubert's translation of the Shobogenzo. So this is, it's a very short piece so that, um, in the, the Pali Canon, so let me read it to you. Monks, there are these four means of embracing others. What for? Giving, endearing speech, beneficent conduct, and impartiality. These are the four means of embracing others. Giving, endearing speech, beneficent conduct, and impartiality under diverse worldly conditions as is suitable to, to fit each case. These means of embracing others are like the linchpin of a rolling chariot. If there were no such means of embracing others, neither mother nor father would be able to obtain esteem and veneration from their son. But these means of embracing exist, and the, therefore the wise respect them. Thus they attain to greatness and are highly praised. Embracing others is just not a big hug. Machasta is the city of big hugs, but uh, it's, it's just not a big hug. Here it means to accept, include, and care for the welfare of others. So giving is the first means. 
um, generosity, giving, the Buddhist concept of dana was one of the first things that the Buddha talked about with those new to the practice. And before he, he taught many things, he talked about generosity. In the Itti Vutaka, the Buddha says, if beings knew, as I know, the result of giving and sharing, they would not eat without having given, nor would they allow the stain of meanness to obsess them and take root in their minds, even if it were their last morsel, their last mouthful. mouthful. They would not eat without sharing it, if, these were, if there were someone to share it with. So, as we all know, generosity opens the heart. We become less selfish, less afraid, less fixed on a self. With giving in its myriad forms, we give fearlessness to others, and we in turn receive fearlessness. Giving is the beginning of walking the path, and it stays right with us as a daily practice until our end. In other words, we don't graduate from it. You know, this is a practice that just continues. The second means of embracing others is endearing speech. And the Buddha gives us lots of teaching in the Pali Canon on right speech. And as we know, right speech is a spoke on the Eightfold Path. So the Buddha said we should abstain from false speech, malicious speech, harsh speech, and idle chatter. He said, when speech possesses five factors, it is well-spoken, not badly spoken, and it is blameless and irreproachable. What five? It is spoken at the proper time. What is said is true. It is spoken gently. What is said is beneficial. It is spoken with a mind of loving kindness. In the Shishogi, great master Dogen says, to behold all beings with the eye of compassion and to speak kindly to them is excuse me to speak kindly to them is the meaning of tenderness if one would understand tenderness one must speak to others while thinking that one loves all beings as if they were one's own children by praising those who exhibit virtue and feeling sorry for those who do not our enemies become our friends and they who are who are our friends have their friendship strengthened Whenever one speaks kindly to another, their face brightens and their heart is warmed. If a kind word is spoken in their absence, the impression will be a deep one. Tenderness can have a revolutionary effect upon the, the mind of humankind. The third means of embracing others is beneficent conduct. Um, and this is about wise ways of helping beings because... It's important in, in helping others that we uh, just not do what we want, but we, we do wise ways of helping beings. As great master Dogen elo eloquently puts it, the stupid believe that they will lose something if they give help to others. But this is completely untrue. For benevolence helps everyone, including oneself, being a law of the universe. And the Buddha gives a lot of teaching on benevolence. By keeping the precepts, we create an atmosphere of protection, not only for ourselves, but for others also. Generosity, as we know, is one of the precepts. It says, do not be mean in giving dharma or wealth. There is nothing to be mean with. 
right livelihood is part of the Eightfold Path, the road to the cessation of suffering. So years ago here, we had a retreat with a lot of people who were in the helping professions. Okay? Um, and so in one of our afternoon discussions, a person very courageously spoke up and said that he was a, a bit embarrassed because he was a businessman unlike all these people in the helping professions. To be honest with you, I didn't actually know what the helping professions meant. But I said to this gentleman at that afternoon discussion, there's nothing like dealing with a polite, straightforward, honest, and informative business person. Just to give you an example of this, for years in Mount Shasta, we had Norm at, at Ace Hardware. There's actually a special counter with a sign above it and an arrow saying Norm. Um, and the thing about Norm was he, uh, he really knew the hardware business. I mean, he, he knew his stuff. But more than that, he was polite, he was kind, and he didn't make you feel dumb and foolish, you know, if you didn't really know what you were doing. Uh, he showed you how you could do the job. You know, unfortunately, now he's quite sick, I gather, but fortunately, many of the younger generation of ace workers have taken after his example. Buddhism does not have a list of what right livelihood jobs are uh, that you can scroll down. The criteria is, does it cause harm to self or others? Does it bring benefit to our world? Is what we do for our livelihood in keeping with the precepts? For some reason, I put this in here. I think it was the Beatles who sang, in the end, the love we take is equal to the love we make. So the last of the four means of embracing others is translated by Bhikkhu Bodhi as impartiality. In great Master Dogen's Four Wisdoms, Reverend Master Jiu translated the fourth wisdom as sympathy. And in the Shishogi, it says, if one can identify oneself with that which is not oneself. One can understand the true meaning of sympathy. Impartiality is about not being biased, not favoring one person or side over another. Webster's Dictionary is meaning of sympathy, the act or capacity for sharing or understanding the, the feelings of another person. Mutual affinity between individuals in that whatever affects one correspondingly affects the other. So I think that impartiality and sympathy, are, they really resonate with each other. Just, you know, different words in translation. So we human beings are not that different from one another. You know, we just, we just aren't. Being born uh, into this world, we will depart from this world. Everyone wants security and happiness, but it's selfishness that gets in our way. The Buddha's teaching of embracing others, if studied in detail and practiced under diverse worldly conditions, as is suitable to fit each case, can really help break down some of our sticking points and barriers. We all have and make our own karma, which we bring to the table. And this can complicate matters. Impartiality and sympathy call for gentle listening and patience with each other if a discussion is going to happen. Otherwise, you just have an argument. It's not just about saying your piece. We need to listen. 
We need to be patient. The Buddha said when he taught about loving kindness, our minds will remain unaffected and we shall utter no evil words. We shall abide, and abide meaning stand fast, remain, compassionate for their well-being with a myriad of loving, with a mind of loving kindness. Without inner hate, we shall abide pervading the person with a mind imbued with loving kindness and starting with them we shall abide pervading the whole encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving kindness abundant, exalted, immeasurable without hostility and without ill will this is how we should train so you know the Buddha was serious about this it's a lot but it really is it really is the way And the Buddha said uh, and emphasized that with great patience we should train this way daily. These four means of embracing others, these four wisdoms, are like the linchpin on a rolling chariot. For those of you who don't know what a linchpin is, it's a locking pin inserted in the end of an axle to keep the wheel from slipping off. So in other words, you've got a garden cart, you've got wheels on it, well, on the outside of the wheel, there's a, there's a cotter pin stuck through a hole in, in the axle. And if you don't have that cotter pin, I mean, you can have the greatest wheels in the world, but they'll just go flying. The dictionary calls linchpin a central and cohesive element. Without these four elements, our world doesn't work very well. The Buddha said the wise respect these four wisdoms. What the wise respect was one of the criteria that the Buddha gave to the Kalamas to help them sort out what was good to do. This simple teaching of the four means of embracing others, the four wisdoms, leads to the awakening of the mind of the Bodhisattva. And our world cries out for more awakened Bodhisattvas. I really like this teaching that wisdom means more than some type of superior knowledge where we can kind of, you know, be the one who knows. But wisdom is more about compassion and generous actions in our everyday life. It's totally unselfish. It embraces our world and does what it can to help. And as great Master Dogen says, the stupid believe that they will lose something if they give help to others. We can help others, which always includes ourselves. And if we want to help others, we have to help ourselves first. We can make a, our world a better place for everyone. Thank you. Homage to all the Buddhas and all worlds. Homage to all the Bodhisattvas and all worlds. Homage to the scripture of great wisdom.